thousand people watched it. So yeah, it's playable. And did you ever feel the weight of those fans' expectations on your shoulder when you were writing? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. My 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 wife made me swear on our marriage that she would divorce me if I read any of the reviews, any of the Amazon reviews, because this is a well-established canon. This is 120 million people play this game. And I was very clear from the beginning, I am not writing the Minecraft book. I'm just writing a Minecraft story. But I expected a tsunami of hate. And I'm shocked that that has not happened. It's been really well received. Yeah. It's so been, have you have you let yourself read any reviews? Yeah, no, now I have. Now I have. It's been crazy. And, and people are all writing in, oh my God, I love it. Or my kid loves it. The best review I got was one little boy who said my grandmother got it for me. And... Uh, it's it's the best book I've ever read. I did not expect this at all. I, I thought it would be, oh my God, we love this game. Who is this guy? We have to hunt him down. Um, and so how did you decide that this book was going to have a non-gender specific protagonist? That was Mojang. Okay. Mojang was very clear. Mojang said, um, <clears throat> we don't want anyone to feel left out. So we want it to be a genderless character. And that was actually very easy to write because when someone is alone on an island, you don't really reference your own gender. It's not like Robinson Crusoe's wandering around throughout the book saying, hey, I'm a dude. Uh, so that was actually much easier than I thought. The hard part was talking about the book and being conscientious of how I described it and not accidentally falling back on saying he or something like that, always having to say the character, the hero. And then obviously it became an issue when we got to the audiobook because when you hear a voice, you know, uh, you're going to know. Yeah. And so does the character have a voice in your head? <clears throat> yes. What's that voice? Uh, it was. It was, turned out to be two voices. It turned out to be Samira Wiley and Jack Black. And Samira Wiley came about completely because of my wife. When it was time to cast a woman, I thought, I'm not really sure. I don't know who. Um, and my wife said, well, what about Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black? Because it's, I'll be honest, I had to be dragged kicking and screaming to see that show. Uh, my wife said, oh, we're going to watch this great new show about a, uh, it's funny, dark comedy, uh, a white girl goes to a women's minimum security prison. I said, you watch it and tell me when it's over. I'm going to go watch the James Cameron director's cut of Aliens. She said, no, 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 come watch it, come watch it. So I did, and I fell in love with the character of Pusey Washington, and I stayed for that character. And so when it came time to cast her, I wrote her a letter and told her the truth. I said, listen, I wasn't a fan of your show until I met your character, and then I became a huge fan. And now the challenge is, what am I going to do with the show now that you're gone? So she was the woman, and she was amazing. And the guy, uh, some guy I went to high school with named Jack Black. <laughs> you went to high school with him? Yeah, Jack and I have known each other most of our lives. So is he exactly like you would imagine him to be, having seen him on screen, or is he? Uh, no, no, no. Jack. The crazy thing about Jack is that he is one of the greatest dramatic actors since Marlon Brando. When I had just started at this school called Crossroads, it was in the seventh grade. I was twelve years old. We went to the school play of The Miracle Worker. Now my mother. Anne Bancroft had been Annie Sullivan, had played Annie Sullivan in the movie version and the Broadway version of The Miracle Worker. So she thought, oh, we'll go see it. And she was blown away by Jack, who had a very minor role. And she said, that kid's got it. And my mother didn't, didn't used to say that. She said, he's, he's really got talent. And so she always kept her eye on him. And 
Jack was about two years above me in school. We were both in a play together. We were in Bertolt Brecht's The Caucasian Chalk Circle, in which it was said that Jack's performance as Aztec was the greatest performance in the history of the school. And, and you know, that's how it is. I'm, I'm sure it must be like that in a, in a high school when you're on JV basketball team mm. and you're playing with a kid named Lou Alcinder who's going to grow up to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You can always tell when you see the professionals, and that was Jack. He was a professional among the rest of us amateurs. Yeah, because you you're doing a school play, and they're not. They're doing something real. They're, yeah. they're born to do it, and you see it. And that was Jack. And so when I heard that he loved Minecraft, I wrote to him. I said, oh, my God, Jack, heard you're into Minecraft. Oh, my God, would you please do this? Casting Jack Black gave me an extra bonus because it gave me a teaching moment with my son. My son is a huge fan of Jack, uh, loves Kung Fu Panda. And so we went to the studio to watch Jack.